0: Welcome to episode nine of Armchair Donkeys. Uh, Fired up to welcome Joey J back to the show this week. The three of us had a pretty epic weekend in Boulder for our 20 year Big 12 championship reunion last week. With the exception of the donkey play of the season, where I went against my gut on a game that I called out on last week's show as a trap and stay away game, instead, I followed the two of you guys into the slaughterhouse on the Oregon Ducks, plus three, which leads me to a rule, a new rule. Rule number three, gambling is not a team sport. Looking back at that play, you know, I think that uh, it was probably a heart bet, Bob. We all wanted to see the Pac-12 have a representative in the Final Four. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, the Pac-12 likely won't have anyone in the BCS playoff again this season and you know that one was never close bob
1: well it, okay it, it's it's great that you can judge my bet after the damn game's over but <laughs> up into the point, if, if we went back in time up before that game i'd take the same bet cuz i thought oregon was a much better football team getting points i mean nobody nobody saw that game happening the way it did the way what it, did, was what, but it was what did i ass.
0: What did I say on the show last week, though? How I thought it was a trap game. Utah played a similar brand of football to Stanford, and Oregon has a difficulty with that style of ball.
1: Okay. And then where was your money at?
0: Well, so see, now that's the problem. Couple couple cocktails (laughs) at the sink.
1: You want to get charged (laughs) up
0: with the boys. And,
1: and, you know, so
0: again, rule number three, gambling is not a team sport.
1: Now, hey, I'll, the, I'll take I'll take the blame on this one then.
0: All right. Fair enough. Now, now, the play that that you wanted to take, Joe, was the Buffs plus six on senior day at home during championship reunion weekend against the mediocre Washington Huskies. We're in the student section with all the boys at kickoff, and you said, we should take the Buffs. It doesn't get any better than this, right? Well, I talked us out of it. Uh, do you remember what my reasoning was, Joe?
1: Uh... You weren't drunk enough yet.
2: Yeah, you were going <laughs> to freaking stay the course. You're going to follow your rules.
0: Exactly. I, I said we stick. should be we should be able to enjoy this game without having any action on it. And we did. You know, so I'm okay with that decision, but honestly, if we didn't win the turnover margin, uh where we were four to nothing, I think Washington would have covered that that game easily. So technically, I think that was a smart stay away game. And we've also determined that betting with your heart is a big no bueno. Uh, Now, staying away from that game was a decision that I made when I was sober. Like I said, we had all those drinks at the sink, and I got a little fired up and hammered the Ducks. So, you know, I'm going to blame that one on you, Bob. You had your first donkey week of the season with losses on the Ducks and the Raiders, but you're due for a comeback this week. You and Joey are both seeing something in Stillwater on Saturday. The Okie State Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home against their in-state rival Oklahoma Sooners. The over-under on this game is 49-and-a-half. Who do we like there, Bob?
1: Uh, I'm I'm an Oklahoma State fan this weekend. Uh, I I think OU has some some issues. Uh, Neither quarterback is is playing great. Um, You know, there's rumors that – Lincoln Riley's being courted by a few programs, especially now that Mel just signed the, that big extension to Michigan State, That LSU jobs, you know, an attractive job, and Lincoln Riley's name's all surrounding that. So um, I think Oklahoma State's got an explosive offense. OU's just a little uh, – not overly consistent, right? And so this being in Stillwater, Bedlam, all the things, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, you know, I think the winner wins – you know, I think they both have one loss, so whoever is is, is you know, pushing forward in the Big 12. Um, so I, I am uh, I'm rolling with the, the Pokes, the Cowboys, this weekend. Joe,
2: love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my lock, man. And I'm gonna go with the over too. I think it's 49, 49 and a half. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like Oklahoma State. I like their defense. They've played rookie quarterbacks the last two weeks at TCU, and the guy at Texas Tech, they shut him out. I think I saw a stat earlier, those two quarterbacks were like 19 for 40 for under 200 yards and 10 sacks. So, you know, offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. So, uh, you know, I'm taking them, I'm taking the over.
0: And do either, is this a potential, I mean, obviously it's got huge big 12 implications, but do either of these teams, if they went out, have a shot at the final four? I'm thinking, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Cincinnati, they get beat once they're gone and they're not coming back. Right. You know, the, the big 10, the way it plays itself out with Ohio state and Michigan, you know, and then the big 10 championship. So I mean, there's a lot of ways and scenarios that, these one-loss teams can gain a second loss, where a one-loss Okie State team sneaks in. So, I mean, it's a it's there, there's a lot riding on this. It's not just because it's Oklahoma Oklahoma State. I mean, it, it it's the it's the rest of their season and getting into that playoff.
0: Do we think that a two-loss Oregon team can can sneak in if they avenge that lo- that loss in the Pac-12 championship against Utah?
1: No, no shot. I don't think no because so. they might they
2: might lose to Oregon State this weekend. Is that I don't a think is so. that a is that a sneaky play, Joe? It's 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 out there, dude. I'm you not know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not touching it, but I like it a lot. I just don't it's think the Pac twelve
1: I don't think the Pac twelve is good enough for a two yeah. lost team to be in the final four.
0: Even even though Oregon went into the horseshoe and waxed Ohio State Great. too look early in the season. Look
1: at look at them now and look at Ohio State now. Yeah, and man, I, I, I'd, sure. I'd, I'd be interesting to see what Ohio State does to Michigan. Uh, well. Joe,
0: Bob, and I were talking about Mel's contract. Did you see what he got?
2: Uh, no. Well, last I heard, was like nine years. You know, he got million, he 96. got ten,
0: he got ten years, ninety five million dollars.
1: Wow!
2: And then I think <laughs> the guy at Penn State extended
1: too for He 10, signed a right? big extension too. Yeah. I, I where
2: where is the Big Ten coming up
0: with this money where like we can't we can't get anywhere close to that,
1: that well, season? Did, there was a whole article about the two donors, Michigan State alums, that are putting up the money for this contract. Uh they're both like former basketball players, walk-on basketball players. One inherited a big mortgage company, I think, and the other one created a, you know, is founder CEO of something else that's exploded. Um, and I mean, the, the whole article was just about these two guys coming up with the funds to, to, to allow this extension to happen. That's a lot of dough. A lot. You know what before so, but think about that, right? Like he was the, the front runner for LSU. James Franklin was supposedly the front runner for USC. So now both those guys, so, you know, that opens the world up to two pretty damn good jobs that are available. Uh, in, yeah, in college football. Yeah, and that's going to
2: be the mark for sure. I don't know. Right. They're talking USC, the guy from from Cincinnati, maybe. Um, so I either think Cincinnati's gonna uh, they're gonna have to pony up and, and make an offer that tries to keep him. But
1: besides Bone being the guy that hired him at Cincinnati, <laughs> and now him being the AD at USC, I just don't think. I mean, Fickle's a great coach. I just no. don't see him fitting in at SC. You know going to the Buffalo club on Saturday nights with Bo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of the Buffalo club, I've hit seven games against the spread in a row in the mountain West conference. And I'm riding with my horse again this week. UNLV is getting 18 points at air force. I've successfully hammered UNLV and the points three weeks in a row. Air force, they're a good football team, but UNLV, is competing this year and they're getting better every week. They've had the best recruiting class in the Mountain West two years in a row and their athletes are starting to show up on the field. They've got a lot of team speed and really, in my opinion, two brilliant minds calling plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, They have two quarterbacks who are capable of making uh, the throws. And the only reason that I see this line being at 18, in my opinion, is because you have a 3-8 and team on the road against an 8-3 and team at home. Air Force is a running team. I think D, D coordinator P, Peter Hansen, who I've known since the Little League Baseball, will have those athletes in positions to slow down that Air Force option attack. UNLV can slang it. They have playmakers on the outside. And if they protect the football, this Air Force team has no chance to cover that 18 against them. That said, uh, UNLV wasn't able to protect the football against Nevada with three turnovers in that game where two interceptions were returned for touchdowns, and they got hammered by 31 points. I will say this. There's a big difference in the style of football that Nevada plays and the style that Air Force plays with that option ground game. Any thoughts here, boys? uh,
1: You know, uh, the only thing that I always think about and scares me about the, you know, academies, and Joey can maybe speak to this more, is preparing for a team that runs the triple option, right? Because you don't see it ever you know, maybe once a year since they're in the same conference. So, you know, it's so different than what you're used to week in and week out. That's the only thing that's glaring to me. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I I can remember with, you know, the Nebraska teams and and Eric Crouch and and preparing, and it's such responsibility type football that they can run it nine times in a row for nothing. But on that 10th, 10th time somebody takes the quarterback when they're supposed to have the pitch guy or or whatever, and and they're, they're going for a big one. So yeah, that always worries me too. I usually don't, you know, mess with any of army Navy air force. Um, But, you know, I have paid attention to UNLV, especially spending the weekend with you and Nevada. And I, I know that, you know, that conference and, you know, what's going on.
0: Yeah. I, I just power, you know, option attack, They are pretty quick-tempo offense. They get in and out of the huddle pretty quick, so that's kind of like the similar style of running game that uh, we used to have where you put a lot of pressure on the defense, so that can be tough for a defense. I just think that uh, Peter Hansen will have those guys ready to play, and they'll probably lose, but I don't see it by being more than 18 points. Bob, take us to Lambeau. The Packers are a one-point favorite at home against the Rams. The over-under in this game is 47-and-a-half.
1: Well, uh, in Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers, um, as the season goes on and games get more meaningful, uh, I'm, a, I'm a very big fan of them. The fact that they're, uh, I think they're still getting a point right now, which is a little surprising to me. Uh, the,
0: the, the Packers are a one point dog or one point? I think they're a one point favorite, no?
1: No, I think they're getting a point. Really? I thought I saw that right before we uh, started. But on, either no, way, right, At the end of the day, it's pretty much a, a pickup and it may swing that way. Um, but, you know, in regards to the Rams, they got all the talent in the world. But defensively, the last few weeks, they just have struggled to stop people. And, you, you know, when you have a, a team playing like that and you got Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback um, at home, you know, that's I, I like the Packers um, in this game. Wow, this so this spread
0: opened at the LA Rams plus three, and it's currently at LA minus one. So something yeah. is. Well,
1: something I think Aaron. Jo- I think Aaron Jones. Is, Aaron Jones is still out. Which okay, but um, I don't know. I think Rodgers is just a bad dude, and he's at home, and the season is getting deep into it, and he it, these are meaningful games, and he's going to put this team on his shoulders.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right. Seventy percent of the money is on the Rams right now. So, shit, I'm I'm liking that, Bob. Uh, Joey, don't
1: don't 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 blame me for this one, Bob.
0: (laughs) I won't blame you. It's it's checking all the boxes. All right, Uh, Joey, let's go to Atlanta, where the Falcons are a two point favorite over the Jags. The over under in this game is forty six
2: and a half. Yeah, uh, probably the worst game to watch <laughs> aesthetically of the week. There won't be a lot of uh, people with their eyes on it. That's why I chose it. No, I uh, I followed both pretty closely because of my fantasy team. Um, but the over-under is 46.5 you said? I was, I'm definitely going under and I'm definitely going Falcons. I had to pick them. It might be a half a point. Um, you know, uh, Jamal Agnew for the Jaguars is out for the year. He was one of their only big playmakers who could score some points. That's why I like that under. James Robinson's beat up. He's got a heel and a uh, knee issue. Uh, Trevor Lawrence can't seem to get the ball to Chenault on a consistent basis. I mean, I'd like to see our guy get a little more touches, some reverses, something, but I just don't see them as very dynamic. Matt Ryan in Atlanta have been awful. The last two weeks, but he still has enough playmakers. He can still make the throws to to beat the Jags. Uh, I see them bouncing back, and that's that's my lock in the NFL for sure. Bob,
1: anything on this one? Not going to watch it.
0: All right, I will tell you guys this: as it <laughs> as it stands right now, ninety eight percent of the spread money is on the Falcons. Fifty six percent of the uh, money line money is on the Jags. Yeah, we'll see how that shakes out closer to kick. I think uh, the Jags have a chance to win this one.
1: Where's this I, one at?. Sorry. It's,
0: uh, it's in Atlanta. Side bet. I'll, I'm gonna wait until We'll wait until kick and then I'll text you. I like it.
1: I like Atlanta at home better than on the road, that's for sure..
0: All right, boys, Well, I've hit my last six NFL games in a row against the spread. Uh, it's a little early in the week to lock in my plays right now as I've implemented a new strategy over the course of the last couple of weeks. So, you know, you really need to follow our Instagram story at armchair donkeys right up until kick as I won't know which way I'm going until the public money settles when 80 percent of the spread money and the money line money is bet one way I'm going the other way. And it's as simple as that with that, let's go to the backup quarterback Turkey bowl, Andy Dalton, And the Bears are in Detroit against the pride of the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. Tim Boyle is starting at quarterback for the Detroit Lions this week in place of Jared Goff. Uh, Detroit is a three-point dog at home in this one. You know, this game isn't worth watching, uh, but it's got a lot of action on it. And over 90% of the public thinks Detroit is going to get their first win in this game. Public has been wrong all season. And for that reason, I'm rolling with the red rifle on the money line to keep the Lions winless in this one. Any thoughts on this one here, guys?
1: Um, you know, I think – I don't think Andy Dalton's a bad quarterback. I just think Matt Nagy's handled that situation terribly from day one. So I think they'll play fairly well offensively, to be honest with you. It's just a matter of can this kid that's coming in for golf – Put any points on the board, um, but I would love to see the Lions get the first win of the year. Yeah, but I'm um, probably leaning towards the same way you're going on this one, Bo.
0: Did you guys see um, uh, at Matt and Nagy's foot, uh, son's football high school football game? The the crowd is chanting to fire him.
2: <laughs> I think
0: fire, they were doing.
1: I think I saw they were doing that at the Bulls game too.
0: Oh, brutal. They had A
1: chant going to fire him.
0: Absolutely, bro. The, the only thing I will say about the Bears is Mack is out for the season, obviously. Uh, Akeem – is it Akeem Nix or Akeem Hicks? What's yeah. the other guys? He's out. So. So they're, they're pretty banged up on the defensive side of the ball. Who knows what this kid – I've never even heard of Tim Boyle. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what this guy's got. Uh, all right, Bob, take us to Baltimore. The Cleveland Browns are three-and-a-half-point dogs at the Ravens. The over-under in this game is 45 and a half.
1: I like Baltimore at home every time Baltimore is at home. I think Cleveland is in a – they're in a, a tough spot right now. Baker, Baker Mayfield is not healthy. He's not playing well. They're not protecting him. Um, and now he has issues with their fans, and he's calling them out. And his wife's calling his teammates out on Instagram. I mean, oh who, know, who knows how that cycles through the locker room. But um, I, I I like Lamar and the Ravens at home against this just a struggling Browns team. Um, Baltimore's got too much power. Got too much with Lamar Jackson at home. It, they'll find a way to cover this. What this was spread. his
0: What was his issue last week? Why didn't he play in the game last week? Was it COVID related or?
1: No, it was other illness related. I don't think I don't know if they ever said what it was, but it wasn't COVID. Yeah. Uh, 99
0: 99 percent of the money line money is currently on the ravens in this game that's something to keep an eye on uh as the week rolls on joey your squad the philadelphia eagles are a three and a half point favorite at the new york giants
2: the over under in this game is 46 points yeah i uh i like the birds again i think I feel like they were listening to me last time I was on, and I was talking about running the ball. You know? <laughs> I think Sirianni was listening, or he got on the – uh left a comment for me. No, they're, <laughs> they're smashing people, dude. Their offensive line is slapping people. They rushed for over 175 yards in four straight games. They've got Miles Sanders back looking good, and all this is – helping Jalen hurts develop and he looks like a different quarterback than he did three weeks ago. I mean, they are coming off the ball, hitting people in the mouth. Uh, he's play action in, he's running. He's, he's on time with Goddard who just got a big extent extension, uh, and the defense is playing this bend don't break, but they're starting to get some pressure too. They're starting to get turnovers. Darius Slay has got two pick sixes, big play Slay. Uh, so in the giants, are a hot mess. They just fired Jason Garrett, I think, yesterday. Uh, Their offense, Daniel Jones, can't seem to get the ball through his playmakers on a consistent basis. He turns it over. Uh, I'm expecting them to go base bones. I think Freddie Kitchens has taken over the play-calling duties. Um, Saquon is a a shell of what he used to be. I mean, you can see it. He doesn't have the bounce. He doesn't have the quicks, and it's understandable. Did you see that?
0: Did you see the stat that said since mid-2020? Can't remember the exact date, but Saquon and and uh Baker Mayfield have the exact same rushing stats, like 27 <laughs> carries for 220 yards <laughs> and two touchdowns. Oh,
2: <laughs> for sure. For sure. All the fantasies oh, I, <laughs> I drafted in one. Yeah.
0: Just brutal. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants are really in trouble. Yeah, um, they're a mess. Joey, you know, yeah, I, I think that go ahead go ahead i just think of that as an avid fisherman you know with both bets on the east coast birds this weekend i'm i'm guessing that your spirit your spirit animal likely has wings bro <laughs> <Let's go.
2: laughs> you, you love you love your birds <laughs> listen i i do and I did think Atlanta and Jacksonville was the worst game of the of the weekend, but I forgot the Bears and the Lions played. So,
0: yeah, that game's going to be awful as well.
1: The only make uh, the only thing that makes that watchable is the first thing tomorrow morning. It's th- yeah, yeah.
0: 9, nine thirty a.m. on Thanksgiving. Let's kick it off with Dalton versus Boyle. Sweet, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I'll be sleeping until halftime. You're not getting you're not
1: getting out of bed for that one, Bo.
0: No, I mean, um, You know what? I I will wake up in bed and I will check and see where the money is, and if there's an opportunity there, I'm going to take it. All right, I'm going to
2: check down to uh, Hawkinson like 12 times. Wow, you got him on your fantasy team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and this is a (laughs) must-win week.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm going to close this out. Uh, I've got a two for one here for you guys. 70% of the early money is pouring in on Tampa Bay, minus three in Indy. I love what I'm seeing out of the Colts the last couple of weeks. If I have a chance to fade the public here at home, getting three points, I'm going to hammer the Colts plus three in this game. Any thoughts here, guys?
1: I love it. I think they are. They're one of the better teams in the league. Their offensive line is incredible. Wentz is playing back to the way he played, you know, the year with the Eagles. I they look like one of the top three or four teams in the NFL right now. I love, especially that going
0: in, going into Buffalo. Who, I mean, we all thought the whole the whole world thought Buffalo might have a shot, and they still might of getting to the Super Bowl. Uh,
2: but yeah. damn, culture here's, legit. here's the thing, dude. I've seen a lot of Carson Wentz, and don't let him get down by ten or fourteen, not be able to run the ball, and him have to try and you know bring somebody from behind and, and make some plays. I mean, he can make them, but he'll make some knucklehead ones too. So that's the only thing I worry about. I love it too, though. I think Jonathan Taylor is legit. Uh, they're playing good ball on D too.
0: Darius Leonard's your guy. Isn't this Darius Leonard, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's my did guy. You,
0: did you guys see the um, – the? obviously it didn't work, but uh, the Buffalo Bills practice last week, uh, the head coach running around with, this, with a boxing glove oh, yeah. on a Thank stick. <laughs> Yeah, that was so good. All right. The other game I like right now is Miami plus two at home against Carolina. This line doesn't make sense to me. I think Cam Newton is washed up. uh, 82% of the spread money plus 63% of the money line money is currently coming in on Carolina. If that holds up, I'm hammering Miami plus two at home. Bob, you and I took them the other night. At home on Thursday against the Ravens, who I think is a much better team. I believe Miami didn't they beat the Jets last week? Yeah. Uh, so they've they've got they're on a two game winning streak. Uh, any thoughts on this one here, guys? Uh,
1: you know I like I like them at home too. They're much they're a different team at home than they are on the road. So I like where your heads at on this one, Joe.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I I'm not a huge Cam Newton fan at all. I'm anti Cam, but. I've been watching the Panthers. He was, I think he was 21 for 29. I mean, he's completing some passes. You get it to McCaffrey. You get it to DJ Moore enough times. Short little passes, nothing dangerous. And he's running the ball. Uh, Their defense is good, man. Their defense flies around. So I'm not a huge fan of him. I definitely think he's washed up. But if he can make these little Drew Brees, you know, 10-yard hookups, five-yard outs all the way up and down the field, not turn it over, yeah, I won't to touch
0: it. Well, I'll tell you this much: if the money holds up where it's at right now, I'm betting on the zebras, and I'm hammering the Miami Dolphins plus two.
2: <laughs> I gotta, t- I gotta tell you, I'm watching that stuff now from this past weekend, man. You, you are to <laughs> something, dude. I got you, both y'all watching. Hot. He says he's got the fixes in on this one. Oh, no, it's not in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's some interesting stuff. All right,
0: guys. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Joey, thanks for joining us today. Happy Thanksgiving, boys, to you and your families. And happy Thanksgiving to all you donkeys out there. Please give us a follow at Armchair Donkeys to get our weekly plays in real time on our Instagram story. And hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with next week's episode. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Great to spend some time with you guys the last two weekends. And uh, hopefully we can get to do it again soon, guys.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, thank fellas. Later, thank man. See you, guys.